services. If you've been reading around uh, along in our reading schedule for the Bible at Yeshurun, notice we're in the book of Isaiah. And as I was going, keeping up with that, I ran across a prayer in chapter 6 and it inspired me to adapt it. I want to share it with Zen Time Saints at Bet Yeshurun to start the lesson today. Blessed are you, Abba Father, Creator of the universe and Elohim of Bet Yeshurun. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Yahuwah, Zabaoth. Holy indeed are you, Lord of the heavenly host. The entire world is filled with your Shekinah glory. And blessed are you in this sanctuary among your children of Bet Yeshurun. While we dwell in the midst of a land that doesn't know who you are and what you stand for, we're grateful that you are opening our eyes so we may discern your way of life and that you are opening our ears so we may understand your will. We're also grateful that your beloved son, Yahushua, our Redeemer and King, takes away our iniquity and purges our sins and is sending us your Holy Spirit. Those of us gathered here and those who join with us online have heard your voice calling us to gather on this Shabbat to rest from a troubled world and to hear more from your word. May we hear from you and understand. May we see your way and perceive it. Let our hearts not be dull, nor our ears too heavy, nor our eyes shut toward the needs of your children. Indeed, may we be counted among the remnant you send forth to share the good news of your kingdom and to warn others that the time for repentance is growing short as your return to earth draws nearer. Yes, Yah, we who fellowship with you this afternoon, along with those on the internet, bow our heads in worship of you and our King Yahushua. We bless your holy name, and we humbly ask that he bless our pastor Obadiah for sharing this teaching and bless us in receiving this teaching. May it help us to better know you to better love you and to better serve you according to your will and way. May this discipleship lesson be made plain to our minds so that we think carefully of all its effects and the wondrous glory and the mighty deeds accomplished through your beloved Son and our Redeemer and King, Yahushua, in whose name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Your personal prayer as well before getting started. And the Abba Yahweh Elohim, I just give you the glory and the praise. Father, I just pray that this day you send your rock, Hakodesh, my way. Even at this very moment, send them within me to abide as I strive to lead and guide your flock into the green pastures of your word. Cause them to bring to memory all the things I've heard during my study time with you and I feel to my lips that nothing escapes except that which is good and true. 
Therefore, from the lesson this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your flock to feed freely. Not that they might be impressed with me, but that they may be blessed by thee. I only pray that you utilize me to illuminate the darkness with your words light, and that it displaces any fright, that they might be strengthened so that they might fight to enter into thy kingdom. Therefore, for me to stay, Father, I do pray that you allow your light to shine extra bright again, not that they might see me, but that they may find you, the one in whom all glory and honor is due. Yahuwah, my Ellen King, pray that you accept for me this day my offering. Yahushua's name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So, here we are. Back with the discipleship training. Enter into the world of scripture via home. And it reads, Welcome to my world. A place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the last, the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning, when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoice. Here swords are likened to the world, the demons of bird, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one becomes, they later found to be that much richer. Speaking of no other place, but the awesome world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen. Rock Hopper is about to be a teacher. Hallelujah. All right, we have some rubber boots. Um, you may not need them today, I don't know. I just threw them up there just in case. All right? You know, so... Let's zoom in on Israel. You know, so we're going to take a look. We're going to talk about Israel today. Israel, the man. The man, not the myth, nor the legend, just the man. You know, but the man in the sense of a scriptural man. In the sense of man type, type of man that Adam was, you know, ha Adam, the man, you know, because Israel is much like that first man, you know, that was created in Yah's image. He created a male and female, created he them. Remember, we went over this, you know, um, it was a while ago in the discipleship course, but, you know, I pray that you guys still remember it. We still remember the man and how we presented the man and, you know, some of the attributes of the man, and, you know, because those same things apply to Israel. You know, Israel is very much like Adam, you know, the man that Elohim created. You know, and so, you know, I just want to remind you of some of the, um, uh, the ways they, they parallel one another. You know, Yah also created Israel, you know, and you see him actually forming him, you know, and creating him in the wilderness, you know, after he brings him out of Mitzrayim. You know, you, you literally see how he's forming them, he's, he's positioning them, he's, he's um, positioning the tribes in a certain manner and in a certain order, and he's having them to move out in a certain order and in a, in a certain manner and present themselves in that order and manner, you know, and so 
you know, that can be viewed as when Elohim was creating man and he was forming them out of the dust of the earth. You know, he was out there in that wilderness with all that dust, you know, forming Israel. You know, likewise, now, it's, it's Elohim breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. You know, so while they was out there in the wilderness and while he was positioning them and, you know, having, you know, you know, these in, these tribes on the east, these other tribes on the west, these others on the north and on the south, where he's forming them and positioning them out there, laying them out in the wilderness, you know, um, in the way that he would have them. You know, uh, with Adam, the first man he created, he breathed life into their not into his not his nostrils, and we determined that you know the first Adam also was uh, actually plural. You know, it was more than one, you know, contrary to, you know, popular belief. And when he formed this man, he blew breath into his nostrils. This word breath was, uh, is number 5397 in this neshama. And it speaks to a puff or a wind, you know, a breath. Uh, it means a divine inspiration or intellect, a divine intellect, if you would. You know, and what is intellect? Intellect is the ability to learn and reason. You know, so what we have here is him blowing the divine ability to learn and reason into his creation. You know, and that is exactly what he was doing with Israel um, and what he did with Israel out there in the wilderness. You know, he formed them, he created them, uh, for, he created them and formed them into a man, you know, and he gave them divine intellect. He gave them the ability to learn and reason divinely. And while they were out there, they did indeed, you know, receive divine intellect. You know, Yah was speaking to them directly through his servant Moshe, was he not? Yeah. You know, and he gave them the ability to learn and reason, you know, uh, divinely. You know, and we can see evidence of that with the high priest, with the Urim and the Thummim, you know, and we see some of, we see some, some of um, folks of Israel taking full advantage of that, such as that um, King David. David wouldn't do anything unless he called the priest and ask his advice via the, the woman and thumen, you know, the uh, priest that had the uh, breastplate, you know, and so again, we see this divine ability to learn and reason. So, uh, hence we had concluded that the breath of life gives us the ability to learn and reason divinely. And without the ability to learn and reason divinely, we aren't considered woke or living. You know, and that's very important because to understand, because there's a lot of people out here who claim to be woke. Mm. You know, that's kind of come to be the catchphrase of this of our season. Mm. You know, those who are woke, you know, well, scripturally speaking, they still sleep. <laughs> you know, or they're still dead. 
You know, and you know, scripturally speaking, you're not woke or living unless you're learning and reasoning, learning and reasoning, you know, uh, via the divine. And so, you know, we can do that because we have the divine word by which we can learn and reason from. Amen? You know, they didn't have that during the time of Israel. So, Yah was speaking to them directly. You know, and just to, uh, you know, to validate this, you know, um, consider Luke 9, 60, Yahushua said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go down and preach the kingdom of Elohim. Well, the dead, if they truly dead, they can't bury nobody. Because the dead don't move, right? You know, so what is Yahshua talking about? He's, he's trying to teach us that there's a type of dead people out here that actually do move. They do move around and have their being. Nevertheless, they are still dead. They can still speak. They can still walk. You know, they can still do things. Nevertheless, they're still dead. And they're dead because they don't have that breath of life. They don't have that divine intellect. See, and that's what we want to have. We want to have that divine intellect. We want to reason, learn and reason via God's divine word. You know, we have to divinely learn to divinely learn and reason in order for us to truly live. And if we follow Yahshua, this is exactly what we will learn to do. We will learn to reason and learn divinely. You know, I also have a second witness in Matthew Yahoo 23, 27. It says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Again, he's speaking to this walking dead, if you would. You know, zombies. You know, they out here walking around, you know, but they're still dead as a doorknob. You know, and so I want you to recognize that Israel as Adam was actually a living man, you know. Living man had divine intellect. You know, and both were a son of Elohim. You know, and that's not to be taken lightly. Everybody claimed to be a son of Elohim, but everybody not a son of Elohim. You know, son of Elohim only speak to spiritual beings. You know, and even when it when it pertains to us, you know, we're called to become spiritual beings. You know, so son of Elohim is always in reference to spiritual beings, never in reference to to the flesh. You know, which is that enmity with Elohim. You know, and so here it is. We see in Luke three thirty eight. You know, it tells us that Adam was the son of Elohim. Says which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of Elohim. You know, and so I present that, you know, so that you can see that, yes, Adam truly was the son of Elohim. And then uh, Israel, likewise, was the son of Elohim. 
where we see in Exodus 4.22, says, And you shall say to Pharaoh, thus said, Yahuwah, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Absolutely. You know, and it's important that we see this parallel here. Israel also have many members but one body. And uh, when we went over Adam, we found that he likewise was a many-member body. In fact, you know, all of all of one, um, such as Adam, all of one, all of those that, that descended from Adam that was like unto Adam that he that he um, spawned, you know, is considered Adam. You know, just like all of those that. Israel spawn that came forth from him was considered Israel the same way as all those who came forth from Yahshua will be considered Yahshua. You know, and we spoke about how the man represents a many member body. And out of that body, you know, uh, Yah does something, but I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, now, Genesis 2.8 says, Now the Adonai Elohim had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had felt. And just to show you that, you know, Yah, he doesn't change. He tells us he changes not. And he doesn't. He tells us he tells us the end from the beginning, and he does. You know, the same thing that he did with Adam is the exact same thing that he, that he does with Israel. You know, it, he... He formed his man, and he, you know, um, in Adam, he formed his man in Israel, and he does the same thing with, you know, no surprises, you know, exact same thing. So we, we read here that he had a place that he put the man that he formed the first time, and that was the Garden of Eden, and he has a place that he put Israel, the second man that he formed, the second time, you know. Uh, let me have my uh, first reader read Deuteronomy 11, 7 through 12. Let's see where that place is. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of Yahuwah which he did. Therefore shall ye keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that ye may be strong, and go in and possess the land, whither ye go to possess it, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which Yahuwah sware unto your fathers, to give unto them and to their seed a land that floweth with milk and honey. For the land whither thou goest to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence ye came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. A land which Yahuwah thy Elohim careth for. The eyes of the Yahuwah thy Elohim are always upon it. From the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. Hallelujah. And so here everybody we see that the uh, land, of Can land of Canaan is actually a place where Yah actually, uh, where he will put the man that he formed out in the wilderness, Israel. Just as he put the man that he formed in the beginning, you know, Adam, he put him in, in the Garden of Eden. He would put Israel in the land of Canaan. 
you know, in both places was a place that y'all kept an eye on. Now, Genesis 2.18 tells us that uh, it is not good for the man to be alone. And Yah says, I will make a helper suitable for him. You know, and then verses uh, 21 through 22 says, So the Adonai Elohim caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up his place with flesh, and the rib that the Adonai um, Elohim had taken from the man he had made into a woman and brought her to the man. You know, and so this is what he did with the first man, and this is actually what he did with this second man, Israel. You know, Israel would also be laid out in the wilderness, and he would take a woman from out of him. You know, and we see this in Exodus 28 1. It says, And take you to you, and take you to you, Aaron your brother, and his sons with him. From among the children of Israel, you know, he would take them out of Israel and then present them to to Israel, you know. And so, and would later do like would later do likewise with uh, the whole their whole tribe, actually, you know. So, you know, but what I want you to see is that he's actually taking them out of. Israel, you know, and so much so that from that point forth, they were no longer to even be numbered with Israel, showing that they were to be totally separate, you know, just like with Eve, after she came out of Adam, you know, they were two separate individuals. Yes, they were as one, but they were separate, just like Israel and its uh, priesthood or two, but yet they were separate, you know, and so I pray you can see the parallel in there, and because, you know, so many people don't see the spiritual aspect of Israel, they just think that it was just a fleshly person that's being presented in scripture, and I could not be further from the truth, you know, Israel has never been flesh always spiritual. Oh, that's it. That was a short one. That's all I have for you. Praise the blessing. Alright. We'll take any questions. Any questions? Okay. I just want to ask for um, prayers for my daughter 
and for myself as we move forward in life that we will um, that God will guide us on just every aspect of everything that we're dealing with. I so nice about um, traveling mercies. I have to go pick up my mom, my family this weekend. I have to drive for a big van by myself. I drive it all the time, but it's by myself. So I should be asking you guys to pray for my mom now so they won't worry so much. That's right. That's why I keep telling by yourself. I tell them all the time. Uh, pray for the Jones family. Um, uh, y'all know Y'all know and forgiveness. I think I a couple write-ins. Uh, Sister Cardell asked that um, we pray for her Mike, brother Michael that he would give his brother Stephen everything that belongs to him and that the principality of Detroit will be moved, i.e. the spirit of murder, Violence, human traffic, human trafficking, and abuse of children. Anyone else? Yeah, I'm gonna offer up um, prayer for uh, Pauline and her siblings, um, comfort and consolation, as well as travel and mercies. Pray over there finds his phone. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Man. So I get that? I, I want to lift up, uh, uh, I think her last name is Million. Toy. Toy. Uh, 